The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Transformation for Success. This is your Transformation for Success radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. I am here every Tuesday from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I greet you all from the Marriott Villas in Palm Springs, California. So all of you out there in the listening audience, I want you to call your friends and tell them, listen in, because this is going to be a day that is going to be a whirlwind breakthrough day for women, and I'm not leaving you out, men, you as well. So I'm going to welcome all of you to the fifth annual Transformation for Success workshop. Really, this is about you today. How many of you are happy to be here? this beautiful Marriott Villas. Now, how about staying in Villas? Do you like the Villas? Yes. Is this better than a hotel room? Absolutely. So I greet you all with enthusiasm, with joy, and knowing that this is going to be a day for you. Remember, I had said to many of the women coming, I said, I want you to just remember, this is your day. So I want you to just do this. Just do this. Just do this. So listening audience, they're just shaking off, and I just want you to just shake off your shoulders because we're leaving everything behind. We're leaving significant others, children, grandfathers, grandmothers, fathers, husbands, significant others behind today. This is about us today. And so how many of you have wondered and many times asked yourself the question, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And most importantly, what about my relationships? I just can't seem to find the right person or they can't seem to find me. So I ask myself, what do I need to do next? So today, we're going to dig deep. So dig deep. Touch your partner and say, we're going to dig deep today. And I am so privileged today also to bring to you some very wonderful speakers who are going to share today and plant into your lives today. And that is Miss Reefa Gray, who is an actress, television award-winning actress. And we also have Dr. Sherilyn Lee, 
who's going to be, she is an integrative medicine physician and is going to talk to you about healing from the inside out. She has a story to tell and also Miss Rita Gray, who has a story to share that she's going to share with you today. We have a very interesting panel that we have who are going to share with you today. We have Miss Marcia Wade, who's a senior human uh, vice president for Santa Monica Community College District. We have Miss Melina Gay, who is a well-known television actress and now a fledgling producer. And then we have Miss Frances Chavez, who is a noted entrepreneur and loves the Lord. And who else is on the panel? I want to make sure I got everybody. I didn't miss anybody on the panel. But this is going to be a dynamic day. And I want you to just feel free to open up, to share your hearts. Because again, this is about you. And we're family. So I want you to touch your sister's hand. Okay, and we're just going to say, dear sister, we are connected. We are connected. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. And we love each other. And we love each other. And we're going to share today. And we're going to share today. And not be afraid. And not be afraid. To open our hearts. To open our hearts. And our minds. And our minds. To learn. To learn. To grow. To grow. And to have joy. And to have joy. And we will leave here different. And we will leave here different. We will take action. We will take action. On what we learned here today. On what we learned here today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I'm going to talk about, you know, a little bit about your success journey because each one of you in this room was born to fulfill a purpose. Oh, yes, you were. And let me tell you something further. You know, God loves his women. He loves you. How do you, you know, just hug yourself like, ooh, just hug yourself. You know, that's how he feels about you. He loves women. And when I thought about this and preparing to share with you today, I thought about the fact that who was at the tomb when Jesus was not there? He rose out of that tomb. Who was there? The women. Say that loud and clear. The women. Where were the men? I didn't. I did. Yeah. And so, what did the women do? They went and told it. They went and told it. Okay, because they know, you see, if you get some information, what you going to do? Tell Tell it. it. (laughs) So, it is your obligation today, because we know there are women out there who should be here. They're not here. But you see, there's something that I do know. When it comes to removing the mask, people are very, very afraid to remove that mask and look at themselves to see themselves that they really are. How many of you know that we wear masks? Yeah. See, sometimes only your family members know what you really are and who you really are because you let your guard down. But when you get out of church and you get out of the job, I mean, you're just happy. Oh, how are you? Oh, just blessed. <laughs> but really, inside... You're not, you don't even feel that way. You're faking it. And so some people say fake it till you make it. No, uh-uh. That is not what I said. You want to be real. And you want to be real enough and that you can be transparent and authentic. People are drawn to what? Transparency and people who are authentic. And it's amazing when we feel that we have to hide things because the enemy wants you to hide things 
See, and I know, last night as we prayed, we talked about many women who are coming here, who are here, and I congratulate you for being here. I really do. I applaud you for being here. How many of you really have to press through to get here? Raise your hand. You just had to press through. Yep. Amen. You just had to press through. And I'll tell you, that's the way it is. You are pressing through because many of you who are here today, you are really setting the stage for the next level. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what God has in store for you. You have no idea. But I can tell you, you're going to get a glimpse after today. But there's a destiny for each and every one of us. And one of the things that when I like to share with women is that <laughs> no one else in the world is like you. No one else is in the world like you. Get that in your spirit. You weren't original. God didn't make a copy. You know, I have a PowerPoint, and I forgot to put the PowerPoint in, but we'll put that in later. But one of the things I wanted to share in that PowerPoint, how you are spirit, soul, and body. You are spirit beings housed in this body. And where's this body going? In the grass. If I were to fall, God forbid, dead right here, just thought she's gone, my spirit goes back to where it came from. And when that revelation hit me, it changed my life. Because then all this absorption with how I look, I'm not saying we don't want to look nice, but it gets to be where it's a meditation rather than being authentic and being able to be who you really are. I don't like my nose, so we go get it fixed. If you don't have boobs nowadays, you can go get those. If you don't have enough of the rear, you can go get some rear. If you don't like the way your face looks, I mean, can you imagine how many thoughts people got around? I look at Jesus' faces and I'm trying to see that little Botox or that little <laughs> 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 Yeah, Yeah, we do. It's that nobody wants to be natural. And so when I tell people my age, you know, they just sort of freak out, in a sense. But why? Because I hooked up with the right hookup right. many years ago. Okay? And that, that connection will keep you on track because a lot of things that go through your mind you don't have to act out everything, and you don't have to say some of those nasty things that come out of your mouth and put it in the universe. So I'm learning about words, and that got put in my spirit. Ladies, stop saying those words. I can't. Oh, I'm not this. Oh, I, you know, and all this false modesty. That's false. You are who you are. And last night, we went through the exercise, briefly, for those who weren't here, to talk about who are you? What do you, what do you think your gifts are? And amazingly, many of you said, my gifts, but do you realize that God can give you more gifts? Mm-hmm. That he can add to that? I didn't think I was good in financial planning, for example. Oh, but the day came when I was a divorcee, having to manage with two small children, and I learned how to work that checkbook. I learned how to manage the finances. And what? And we are told, a lot of myths, that women can't do math. Anybody heard that? Mm-hmm. We can't do math. I'm going to hear math with you. Wait, everybody should raise your hand. Thank you. I can do all things through who? Absolutely. Now, one of the things I always see with women, why do we try to be like somebody else? Why do we want to be like some of the Famous, you know, who with the big shaking, then you know, why do we want to be like that? 
Why is it we want to be, always want to be like somebody else, or I wish I were like this person, I wish, <clears throat> instead of just being ourselves? Why? Why do we ask ourselves? When we think about your unique abilities, and we're going to explore that today, your unique abilities, what do you have? What do people see when they see you? What do people see when they see you? You ever had somebody give you feedback what they really see? Anybody? What do they see? They see a God-loving woman, and they see a strong, confident person. This <laughs> person speaks fast. Okay. Learn to be quiet. All right. So people can see that in you. Okay. How, anybody else? What do you think people see in you? Do they give you feedback? Yeah. Negative or positive? Positive. 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 Okay. One of the things that we don't do is we don't really go through that. That self-critic is running through your head. That you can't. That you're not. That you're not as pretty ass. I'm not as thin ass. Huh? Right? It's always got to be something. I'm not ass. I'm not good ass. I'm not hitting somebody this morning. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's, because we're going to get real. We're going to dig deep. How many of you want to dig deep? I mean, it's time. Yeah, it's time to get the mask off and to dig deep. So, how do you reflect the confidence in your everyday activities? Now, here's the thing. You got to journal. You got to start journaling. How do I reflect my confidence in everyday activities? That's a rhetorical question. But it's one you should be asking yourself. You cannot act consistently in a manner that's inconsistent with the way you see yourself. You see yourself a winner, that's how you're going to act. You see yourself less than, that's how you're going to act. Am I telling the truth? Mm -hmm. But you're not going to tell anybody that, of course. Because you're going to dress it up so that you look good on the outside, but you cannot consistently act in a manner that you do not believe in yourself. You're going to fall down. It's false. And you only can do it for a certain period of time. You present yourself one way, but you can only hold that just for a short period of time. Am I getting some that? You cannot do that. So you've got to really dig deep, and we're going to dig deep. If you don't Believe, and I had to underline that word and I had to think about it and let it resonate, resonate, resonate. Believe, and we hear that song, believe in yourself. Believe. What does that mean? Where do, where do I get, let me just share a little testimony here. I was born in a really nice family, but I'm going to segue up to where my self-esteem began to start to leak out. And Dennis Lottley calls that leaky self-esteem. And that's what I suffer from. Doesn't mean you don't have high self-esteem, but you start out, I started out with very high self-esteem. And gradually through a number of incidents that happened in my life that I was bombarded with, failed marriage, got pregnant when I was 17, and on and on. And, and then, little by little by little, I began to believe that I wasn't worthy. But that never showed on the outside. But I began to believe that I was an incomplete. I hadn't finished my education. I graduated from high school at 15. I went to college at 15. 
I got married at 17 on Sante. In Africa, we say, they broke my, he broke my legs. <laughs> and then I find myself with two children, 19, they're 19 months apart. I've got two children. And a husband would like to pollinate all the other flowers. <laughs> and I said, you know, I began to feel like I was voted the girl most likely to succeed. I wasn't the only person in the family to go to college. But everybody had high expectations of little Barbara because I was so bright. So I'm walking around at 36, okay? From, let's say, 17 to 36. That's a long period of time. So I'm telling you, I can tell you from example, you can walk around feeling incomplete for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Yeah. But you're never gonna let anybody know that. And I love to dress, and I had it going on. I had my fair faucet hairdo. I mean, I was gay. Hey. But inside, no. And I knew that. I had to do something. I don't know, 36, what did I ever do in my life? I think I need to be 36. Probably not. But I'm telling you, there's an age of reckoning, I call it. An age of reckoning. Where you have got to look in the mirror and face yourself. And say, what am I doing with my life? Where am I going? And I decided I needed to do something. The first thing I did was do the right hookup. I hooked up. Right. Okay? Right. Because many of you may not have been like me, but I was not plugged into the source. I was unplugged. When I plugged into the source, there was light. And that light, I was fired up. And then I began to say, well, what is my purpose? And I had that wonderful encounter with the Father to tell me what my purpose was and to step into my destiny. And I stand here today because I kept stepping. <laughs> I kept stepping. So let you guys need to get them start stepping. Because <laughs> see, I'm stepping into my destiny. <laughs> and I said, because I have a job to do and I have a God to glorify. And I'm going to do it. But you got to know your purpose, but you got to know also, I learned a lot about me. Because I spend time, one solid year, just getting to know me. And I tell you, we ask me, how do you get to know you? You better get in that bathroom. You better get around the toilets, whatever you have to do. Get on your knees, and you need to face you. Am I telling the truth, Dr. Lee? You have got to come to grips with who you are. How many of you say, I need to do that? It's time to kind of do that. Mm -hmm. And say, I need to you know, face some things. Because today, when you get home, you're going to have things in your workbooks and these sheets. They're going to fire you up even more so. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to tell anybody about the father. Because he loves you and he understands. You know what? I did the mirror trip. So I have a program called Mirror Staff Therapy because I learned it. I did it. I do not talk about anything that I did not experience or do myself. I only come from my own experiences. Not what I learned, not what I read in the book. As a matter of fact, Stephen Cummings would validate everything I had done. I could have written that book. I think the Lord just kind of punished me because I didn't write it. Because a lot of times you're told stuff to do and you don't do it. Because you feel, oh, I can't do that. Oh, it's just, oh. No, not after today. When you're told to do something, you better do it. And remember, too, if you don't do it, he certainly will go over somebody else who will. Yes, he will. And you'll say, I had that idea. But you didn't move on it. You have got to move. And I'm, I'm reminded 
of David. I love that character. How many of you are Bible reading? I, I tell you, I love to read the Bible. I love to read the stories. And I have role models. Yes. And I read all the lives of the women who pleased God, and I learned about, read about the lives of the women who didn't. And if you look at most of them, they were in rebellion. They were rebellious women. And if you look at the men who didn't please God, even Samson, he was going to use him in a mighty way, but he was so hard-headed, going after strange women. We still got some of them doing that today. Mm -hmm. Going after strange women. You can't tell them nothing. Okay. But nevertheless, one has to realize that looking in that mirror, looking at yourself, and that's what this is about, because aren't you looking for love in all the right places? That's the theme of this conference. Are you looking for love in all the right places? And I know a number of women today that I've met, and like myself, one of them one time, I'm a little bit tall, dark, handsome, you know, slim guy. Mr. GQ, dressed well. He had to have a degree. Had to have a degree. <laughs> had to be this. Because I'm a professional woman, so I'm a professional man. The Lord said, listen up. <laughs> you women look on the outer appearance, but I look in the heart. So when he said me, <laughs> by ten. A little stocky at the time I got him slimmed down. <laughs> he was not what I wanted. I told the Lord I tried my best to get out of marrying him. But that was my mate. Because God knows what you need. If you're patient and if you wait on God. But you first have to know yourself. And that was the thing that I had spent that time looking in the mirror. So here's an exercise you can do. Doesn't cost anything. It just costs getting in the bathroom. Looking at yourself and do it every night until you begin to see a separation because it will occur. You'll look at yourself in that mirror long enough to see a separation where it's like you're looking at somebody else. Has anybody ever experienced that? Woo-hoo-hoo. Look, it, it's real. It's real. And I got so that it only took me a few minutes to enter into that phase where I would look in the mirror and I'd see, and I started talking to the person in the mirror. Now, didn't Michael Jackson make a song about that man in the mirror? Yes, he did. <laughs> so he was talking about looking at the man in the mirror. Well, let me tell you, I looked at the woman in the mirror. And that's when I discovered what I have, what I do not have. This is good to know what you have, but it's also good to know what you do not have. So what you do not have, you can supplement. But what you do not have, God will bring to you. He compliments you. So I knew when this man came into my life that he would what? Compliment me, but we were two holes, not two halves. Two needy people. Two needy people will never make it. So I don't want to get into that, but that's another part of the thing about relationships. But we want to focus on us, on me. This is about me, not about them right now. Okay, because we've been focusing too much on them anyway. <laughs> it's time to focus on ourselves. And you ask yourself, what do I really, 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 really want? That's the question. And I ask myself, what do I really, really want? Because God has already placed a desire in you from the day you were born. 
You, as a little child, chose the toys of your choice. Now, I had one woman say, well, I grew up, we were so poor, we only had, she said, we didn't have toys, but we had pots of lids. I said, but how did you put those lids on pots? What did you do with those pots? Did you arrange them in order? Did you stack them? You see, it tells something about your purpose. Your purpose was actually born within you. But we stay away from it because we don't remember where we came from. We don't remember that we were spirit, that we came here for a purpose and, and this was our destination and housing these bodies because, and with the hair you got, the skin you got, because he wanted to use you exactly the way you were built. And so you want to change everything. You were born with short hair, but all of a sudden you got to have a weed because you got to be like everybody else. You copycat. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, we don't want to be how we were originally made. I'm not telling the truth. Yes. Because we see, because we've got television, we have media, everything telling us how we ought to be. And so those brave, courageous women who say, you know, I'm not wearing makeup anymore. I'm not doing this. I ain't doing this because I'm going to just be me. I'm going to let my hair go, whatever, natural, use coconut oil, whatever. I'm going to just be me. That's right. I mean, that is so true. But I, mean, I thought about it, how we come here, spirit beings, and this is the revelation to me one night, the spirit, and then that spirit is in this body, housed in this body. And yet, what happens, I got this revelation, I got so excited, it's when we get in there, we, here with our spirit, we get in here, boy, we get so fascinated, woo, woo, and it feels good. Ooh, it feels good to want a cake. It feels good to eat. It feels good to drink. Have I done the truth? Because you're satisfying what? Flesh. Yeah. And the spirit, total spirit, <laughs> the spirit is like this. Now you guys, those of you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, and then one day we have a revelation. Ooh, oh, we have an encounter. Ooh, and the spirit is born. And that's what we talk about. We're born again because that spirit is born, right? And then, but you gotta learn. That spirit has to be trained because the spirit has not been trained, right? Because you've been so busy over here in the flesh, it feels good, doesn't it? Ooh. That the spirit <coughs> is like a little candle, this flame. But it has to grow, it has to grow, it has to grow. And how do you feed that? How do you feed it? How do you feed it? Say it out loud. And does it work? Yes. Yes. Why, why are so many people living in defeat? Why? Why are we not more victorious? Don't believe that. We feed something else. We feed the flesh. We can't push back on the table for a day over like it fast. We, we, can't, we can't push back from the table just to see. Maybe, you know, maybe some things he says in the word comes out with much what? Prayer and fasting. So you have to pray and fast some things. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know that. And now I feel so many so many women are defeated because they are in church. They are church doors. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday. Working in the church. The Bible studies issues. But they don't even read it themselves. And then you can also read another thought. And I'm not preaching today, but I'm just telling what's on my heart. You can read it, but you don't understand it and you don't apply it. Reading it and not applying it doesn't work anything. It's just the same. You're just a Christian who reads the word, but you do not apply it. And if you don't put it in action, nothing will ever occur. 
So I want to tell you this because God loves us so much that I He paid such a price that I said, Well, I'm not I'm not gonna let you down. I'm gonna be all I can be. I'm not perfect, but I'm definitely gonna try every day. And sometimes, you know, temper, how many of you got a temper in here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have to what? We have to manage that. Mm-hmm. Really do. Have to manage that. And then we have to really find out which I hope Dr. Lee is going to talk about. Because I, uh, revelation, another revelation I had, a lot of physical things, a lot of things that happen to us that are mentally are tied to physical. They're tied to the fact that maybe your blood sugar is low, you don't eat enough. Uh, and I, this week, all the last 10 days, been eating every two hours, drinking a lot of water, which I need now, drinking a lot of water. But because not only do you have to feed the spirit, but you also need to feel the body. So I'm beginning to think there's a tie-in to anger and all these other issues tied into nutrition, mm-hmm. what you eat, um, that you're not feeding the mind. How many of you know you need to feed the mind? If you don't feed the mind, if you don't feed the mind, what happens? Have you ever been sort of in a car, can't think? Uh, you don't have the beginnings of Alzheimer's. <laughs> I can assure you, it's nutritional. It's because you're not getting the right nutrition. Am I hitting any better this morning? Yeah, I am. One of the things, the other point I want to make, if you're not willing to work, say willing to work, willing to work towards reaching your potential, towards towards reaching your potential and your purpose, and your purpose, you'll never attain it. You'll never attain it. Because it's work. I mean, it is work. Down and out work. You have to work it. I like to say work it. You got to work it. And it takes hard work. And the only thing I say to the young people out there and to those listening, you want it now and you want it overnight because we live in a fast food world that everything is fast food now. You can pick it up out of a vending machine or you can go, everything is prepared for you. You can go to Costco and you've got all your meals prepared. Everybody wants quick, 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 quick. we got to have it now. we got to have it now. But I'll tell you, patience is a virtue. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. So let patience have its perfect Work yes. in you. Yeah. Because it takes time to be. And so we go, oh, I want to be like you, Dr. No, 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 no. You want to be like yourself. Mm-hmm. But do you know how long it took me to get here? And the struggles I went through? Some of you know. I know one person sitting over there, she knows what I went through. I mean, I went through seven year Egypt experience, and I turned around and went through another five year Egypt experience. But I did all of that, and I said, Lord, I'm grateful for the experience because I'm here today to tell you that you can't be an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. But I had to do some things that I'm going to share with you today and impart into you some wisdom, some things that I learned so that maybe you won't have to go through it as hard as I do. You're going to go through. Everybody's going to have their desert experience. But it's how you go through the desert experience of what matters. Yes, ma'am. It's not that you're not going to have it. How do you go through it? One of the things that I use, and this is a freebie, I always like to give Dr. Young freebies, is that you get three by five cards, and you should keep them handy. And you should, whatever you're going through, whatever might be occurring, find a scripture that relates to what you're going through. Find a scripture or scriptures. People ask me to pray. It's a little digression. Dr. Young, you pray for me? What word are you standing on? You're standing on nothing. I can't pray for you. What word are you standing on? So, you will find a word. You will put it on that three by three 
by my heart. And you will post it on your bathroom mirror. You will post it on your kitchen cabinet. You will post it on your computer at work. You will remind yourself, not a weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that in this judgment, not shall be, not might be, it will be refuted. Want to go through? Yes. We don't want to go through hard times, but we can go through with the word, and it has to be applied. Amen? Amen. Am I hitting you guys? All right. First, it's a mistake to try to be like somebody else. Okay, I brought that point. Think about your own unique mix of abilities. What abilities do you have? All right? You say, well, I don't know, but you got a mix of abilities, and we're going to look at that. How do you act? That was my other point. Do you believe in your potential? Because how do you reflect the confidence or lack of in your everyday activities? How do you reflect your confidence in your everyday activities? I also made the point that you cannot consistently act in a manner inconsistent with the way you see yourself. Next point. If you don't believe that you have potential, belief is the operative word, you will never reach it. If you're not willing to work hard towards reaching your potential, you'll never be successful. I remember a quote Theodore Roosevelt had was like, do what you can with what you have where you are. Because some of us want to be someplace else. But I'm telling you, you ain't released yet. <laughs> that doesn't sound too good, does it? You ain't released yet. Job not over. How do you know when it's over? How do you know when it's over? How do you know when it's over? <coughs> Want to know how you know when it's over? How do you leave it? No, you do not leave it. It leaves you. You're on a high. You are on a high. You always leave on a high note. If you're a God's child, you are not leaving out of there in shame and having to slip out the door. No way. No way. It's amazing how he works. You're on a high. You're at the top of the pinnacle of the Lord. So that's it. Okay, you're out of here. Uh-uh. When people, I can tell you, I have known women who said, I don't have to take this. I know God didn't want me to take this. Honey, I'm leaving. I'm not staying here. They missed their blessing. They missed their blessing. And they look back and reflect. And I know one woman never, ever became successful after that. And I, I, I begged. I mean, I really, some of you know me really well. I really begged and I pleaded, honestly. Don't leave. I don't leave. This is just the enemy trying to run you off this job. This is where you're going to be blessed. Please hang in there. You gotta go dig deep. You gotta really get on your knees. You gotta, you know, you gotta do everything you can. And you got to go to work and you gotta have a smile on your face every day. Because you're more than a conqueror. That has to be played in your tape. Here, one thing we got old script running in the head that you can rewrite that script and say the words. Because I had to say it. I'm not leaving here. Until, I used to say it. I'm not leaving here to the old folks. I'm not leaving here until the change comes. Thank you. I would say it. 
I'm not leaving here till my change comes. And change came, girl, and look at me today. If I had left that job, I would not have the opportunity I have today, and she knows it. There's a woman sitting right there that knows my testimony, because I don't want to go into great detail. And there's another right there that knows my testimony. I hung in there. When people beat me down, even said, she can't write, she can't. <laughs> I'm a great writer. But if I had taken that on, somebody else's belief on you, their estimation of you, I'm telling you, if you don't know who you are, you will let other people define who you are, and if they define who you are, they will control who you are. That's right. So you better know who you are. You better know who you are and whose you are. Because if you don't know, somebody else will define you, and they will tell you you can't do this, this is unavailable to you, oh, we don't treat people like you, whatever. It goes on and on. You'll hear all this negativity. And I want you to dream and start dreaming big. You're not dreaming big enough. Dream big. My God, our God is so big. And I started saying, and he was saying, Barbara, you just, ah, I'm believing for the airplane. I'm believing for $10 million coming right now. Ten million. I walked to the bank and told them, I told the bank manager, I'm expecting ten million. I thought, oh my God, I thought I lost my mind. Am I telling the truth? I went out and told Crystal, Crystal, I just went in the bank and I told her, I'm, I'm going to get ten million dollars. And she said, Mom, out of your mouth. You can invest it. I went in the bank and told them, ten million. I even whispered in my bishop's ear. When it comes, one million is coming to the church. That's right, I did. I told them. <laughs> And that's why you receive so much. Your blessings come in many, many ways. Yes. Okay. Now, I was digressing a little bit. I know. And I'm preaching just a little bit too much. But I just have to preach. Okay? I just have to let you know how special you are. And some of the things you need to do. Now, next. Any questions? No questions? Really? Now, what I learned, too, was about this life journey. It's not so much what you achieve. Because my show, Transformation for Success, that we're talking about and we're on today, it's not about the end of the journey. It's about the journey. How did you overcome? Success is not measured by so much the heights you've achieved, but how you got there. How did you get there? How did you become successful? So transformation for success is about a journey. What is your journey? I'm not so interested in the outcome that now you're this, you know, fantastic producer or musician. But how did you get there? What was the journey? What did you have to go through? What are some of the principles that you can share? What are two or three principles that you can share with someone today who have experienced the same thing maybe you're going and you want to be successful? So for young people out there, this is your time. But you've got to be patient. You've got to listen. You've got to get the right hook up because you're trying to hook up with the wrong person, the wrong thing, the wrong event. It's not going to be that. There's only one hook up, and that's Jehovah. And today we're going to experience Jehovah Baal Perazim, which is the God of breakthrough. 
the God of breakthrough. That's what we're here for, to get breakthrough. So let's do this. Let me move. We're going to break through. Woo! We're going to break through. Yes. Woo! Many people have asked me, uh, what's my purpose? What's my purpose after you have? And I said, okay, I don't want you to go in a room and sit around and chant, look at your navel, <laughs> and chant all day long. What's my purpose? What's my purpose? Look at your navel. Get busy. Get busy. <laughs> That's how you find your purpose, is you get busy. Some of you sit back and go, well, get busy. Start going. Start, start going. Start, start giving. Start volunteering. Start giving with yourself. Get busy. And it'll fall. It'll start to fall. Your purpose is all there. So I ask people, what did you play with when you were on the show? What did you play with? Dog. Barbie. <laughs> 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 What did you play? I had lots of toys. I still have lots of toys. She needed versatility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's I did not play with toys. I was constantly in and out of hospitals because I was young. And now I'm in medicine. Okay. See? Yeah. Didn't play with toys, but she learned from an experience. Crystal, what did you play with? Dolls. And what else? Is that all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my brother. <laughs> he played, you know, played all kinds of games. So, so he had to have a GI Joe because she had dogs. Right. Remember GI Joe? No. So he had to have a dog because she had dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what did you play with? I played with all kinds of things. Dolls and one. Um, I would get like a bunch together and I create a party like. I did it with my barrettes once. <laughs> I love like planning and putting events together for people. And I also played with my sister when I was about a year. I rubbed her down with Bengay. My mom came in and said, What are you doing? She smelled it. I said, I'm playing doctor. <laughs> I'm a nurse now. Okay. <laughs> Something that came in a thousand. 
Actually, what I used to do is my best friend down the street, Jaywana and I, we I, you know, had Valerie and Barbie and all this. She had dolls, and we would have our dolls do scenes and make up little. And then we said, "Okay, that's the end of this scene. Well, let's do another scene." And and it's so crazy. And then we would also do concerts. We'd do our own concerts, and our had our own radio show with our boombox. And she got a microphone for Christmas. I got a microphone, and we would interview each other. And I had an alias. My name was Gretchen Miller. <laughs> That's all right. I don't even know. And I was Gretchen Miller, and I was Michael Jackson. I know, I know. <laughs> but we had these, and we interviewed each other on our radio show, and now, and look at you today. I'm an actress doing scenes, and yeah, I'm like, I never thought about that. Wow. That's why I like to do a little probing. So, Miss Marcy, what did you play with this little girl? I was a tomboy, and I liked to be out and about in the street. I was, you know, who could play the best ball? We just had fun. Uh, we would make fun of, get our parents' baskets and try and catch pigeons and wait all day and do cracker trails. We would put on circuses and we'd get our pets and we'd go up the street and go into the neighborhood to do it. And we had fun. Even when it was out in the rain, we would play outside in the rain. And I remember we found potato bugs. I did not know there was termites. But we found potato bugs and we had orchestration with Yeah. 
or try to give advice, and I think that um, that's kind of where I am now, like the voice of reason, especially when a situation is tending to escalate. I like to try to de-escalate and really reason to come out with the best result. So I try to be that person. See how that flows into your purpose? Mm -hmm. when, <laughs> when I was a child, um, my mother in very hot summer days, she would uh, take us to the art store and let us pick out what we wanted to do for, for projects. And then we'd go to the library and grab lots of books. And we'd go home. And she put the air conditioner on and she set us up at the table. And we would keep painting and she would you know, put terracotta clay in front of us and we could do it and we want watercolors, you know. And it wasn't until I went to college that um, I was going to my syllabus to get my supplies for, for art school um, that I realized how my mother influenced a lot of what, who I am. And she was my first art teacher. Because, you know, I go to the art store and I'm looking for brushes and I see one of a familiar brush and I pull it out and I look at it and I said, oh, it's my mother's brush. And I looked at the price of it and I said, oh my goodness, my mother was letting us play with your good sable brushes. And I put it back and I bought a pack of 10 for two dollars <laughs> But um, she was, you know, influencing my life and, you know, our painting. And she let us use oil paints, you know. I didn't know that turpentine was carcinogen back then. <laughs> but um, my sister became a photographer. She was, I think, nine or ten years old and wanted to enlarge And we had a little dark room in our laundry room. And so the arts have always been a part of my life. My father loved art and would take us to museums all the time. So my childhood, you know, though I didn't realize at the time, I thought everybody, all the kids had, you know, painted and drew and, mm -hmm. and did all that. But that was a huge influence on who I am today. That's great. So you're the artist today. Mm -hmm. See how that flows into your work. Okay. All right. Miss um, Francis. Actually, I came from a large family, and we I played with dolls, but I also played with paper dolls. Mm -hmm. And paper dolls are those little items that you can change the outfit of the little cardboard yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. And I like doing that. And um, also, I was, I love cooking. So what I would do, with, we didn't have a lot, but what I do would take the green grass, that would be my vegetables, and uh, we would take like little pieces of a stick, and that would be the meat, and mm -hmm. we would put the dirt together and let it dry out and that would be our bread so we would actually create that and also I was kind of like a daddy's girl so I was kind of a reporter of the big family and let him know who did what during the course of the day so it would be a little easier and also um, we would also I wanted to find out what was going on in the neighborhood you know well how did they do that you know I wanted to know why and I guess that's why now I a teacher, entrepreneur, and investor. So I kind of wanted to kind of be on the, on the note just to find out what's going on. So do you guys see how childhood, the birth, and the things that you were doing as a child really flow into your purpose? Mm -hmm. Now, Fanye, who was, uh, what did you play with? Fanye? Well, <laughs> boys. <laughs> Uh, I had a thing, one up in the house, 
And I would be on your little house and have all my little dogs making me hair look pretty. You know. Uh -huh. Then I would cook, I'd have my little parcel here, I'd eat the grass too. <laughs> so, um, and I was a, I was a tongue girl, so I did a lot of run track, play ball, do it, go, go, go fishing, I did it all. But I love making people look pretty, and uh, I was doing the Supreme. We had a little group called the Supreme. <laughs> 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 Supreme. And so, I signed my little maids, you know, we would always sing. Then I had a twin brother, you know, because yes, yes. Yes. put makeup on them, you know, with that. <laughs> I'm doing hair, and I love makeup, I love acting, I love singing, so I'm not really walking in my purpose like I should, but I'm going to get to after the Yes, and she has done my makeup, she's also done my hair for, we're on a television show that we hope will be coming out soon, so this is the makeup hair lady. <laughs> <laughs> she had my hair today, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Betsy Kane. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Hi. Um, it's so interesting to hear from all of you. I grew up with uh, dolls, but we ended up being doll heads because I learned how to braid off of the hair, and I had Legos and video games and a uh, toolbox. I would repair, make repairs around the house, and I, I grew up to be a computer technician certified for 10 years. I um, have a blog, CoilerHair.com, where I teach women how to do hair. I played around as a stylist for a little bit to see how that was. And right now I'm in advertising. I guess that's where I took my creativity. Thank you, Bessie. And ladies, let's give a big hand clap for everybody in the world. So you have been listening to the Marriott Villa's fifth annual Women's we advance. We don't call them retreats, we call them advance. So we're signing off now. And listen, tune in next Tuesday when I'll have a very special guest on the show, Transformation for Success. So I want to say to all of you out there, be encouraged, be lovely, be motivated, and forever transformed. Again, goodbye, and God bless all of you. This is Dr. Barbara Young of Transformation for Success. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.